from the number one convention, sports, and entertainment destination in the world. I'm your host, Parker Hendricks, and this is The Authorcast. Welcome back to another episode of The Authorcast. We have a great one for you today as we discuss the Big Night Out concert series that was promoted by Atlanta-based Rival Entertainment, hosted on the Georgia World Congress Center Authority campus on October 22nd through the 24th at Centennial Olympic Park. During this episode, I will play interviews with attendees that were recorded throughout the weekend, and I also have a great conversation with the brain behind this unique event, Rival Entertainment partner, Josh Antonucci. Before we get started, I have a few housekeeping items to wrap up. Please subscribe, rate, and review the Authoricast by visiting gwcca.org backslash Authoricast or on the Apple and Spotify podcast platforms. We also want to bring to your attention the Save Our Stages campaign. During our interview, Josh and I discussed the entire live music ecosystem that has been damaged by COVID-19 and Save Our Stages is a campaign created by the National Independent Venue Association that is set to preserve and nurture independent live music venues and promoters throughout the United States. To learn more about how you can help save live music, visit www.saveourstages.com slash take action. And now, on to the rest of the episode. Big Night Out was the first major event to take place on our campus since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic earlier this year. This unique three-night concert series was the first of its kind in Atlanta. It was a completely socially distanced experience using CDC guidelines. Tickets were sold in six, four, three, and two-person pods that were spaced for proper distancing. Face masks were required, and all transactions were cashless. Guests also had the opportunity to have concessions and merchandise delivered directly to their pod by purchasing on a dedicated app. We spoke to several guests who indicated that this was their first time going anywhere since March, but that they felt safe with all the precautions that were in place. Here's Kylie, a college student from Kennesaw, Georgia, sharing her experience. Literally the first time that I've been out, like I've seen a big group of people, yeah. but I don't feel like nervous being here. Yeah, that's cool. So you feel safe at the event? I do. Yeah. Everything's been good, mask requirements, people are saying in the Yeah, park. I think this is awesome. I think this is like the first big step towards like the new normal. Her friend Maddie echoed her statement, but also added that the pot setup made it feel like a special event. Yes, it is. I have been trying to take every measure. Like I've been taking the precautions seriously because I'm I'm actually going into healthcare. I'm a health promotion major. Cool. So I'm passionate about that and I want everyone to be kind of following the guidelines. And so I really appreciate the, the measures that this place is taking to make sure everyone is, is staying, you know, the social distance, the mask. Everyone seems to be taking it seriously. And I, I actually really love the pod system. Yeah. It kind of feels like private, like party. Yeah, it's cool. And they're even doing, they'll bring, they'll bring you deliveries and stuff to the pod. So I, I think it's a great setup we also spoke to Cameron, who is studying hospitality management at the University of Georgia. She shared her excitement about this event and the future of live events. I'm actually a hospitality student at UGA, yeah. so this is really interesting. It really applies to what we're learning in our curriculum right now. So it's awesome to see that we're taking all the CDC guidelines under, yeah. uh, taking them under control. Taking them, yeah. yeah, taking them. But yeah, this is awesome. Are you being a student and what you're learning, are you shocked at how smooth everything's going? Yeah, I'm, I'm really impressed. 
the pods thing is a great, it's a great concept. I think it's uh, greatly uh, executed. So I'm, I'm actually really excited to talk about this in one of my classes. Despite a rainstorm on night two, Big Night Out was an overwhelming success and allowed guests to feel a sense of normalcy. We would like to thank everyone who helped make this unique event come to life. To learn more about what went on behind the scenes and to discuss the future of live events, I sat down with Josh Antonucci, partner at Rival Entertainment. Here is that conversation. I'm with Josh Antonucci from Rival Entertainment, um, the mastermind behind Big Night Out. Thank you for joining us today, Josh. Happy to see you, Parker. So, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic has hit a lot of industries very hard, probably none harder than the live event industry and what you do uh, in promoting music here in Atlanta. So discuss kind of what, what that's been like and then how Big Night Out kind of came out of that. Yeah, sure. Um, you, you, you hit the nail right on the head, Parker. The live, the live music industry, the live events industry ha- has, has simply been crippled by this pandemic response. Um, when you think about what we do, gathering people is fundamental to, to our business. And since March the 14th, all of the businesses within the ecosystem of live music have screeched to a halt whether they be the venues or the tour bus companies or the artists or the, the folks that work for the artists or the merchandise companies that print for the artists. You think, think about that, um, you know, that, 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 that chain, that chain effect there. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been a really, it's been a really somber time. So for seven months, our businesses have been without work, without the opportunity to do work, without the capability of earning income. And when we can't earn an income, we can't support the livelihoods of all those people that work for us and around us. Um, so we, uh, you know, Big Night Out is the, is, is the result of the past seven months of living and experiencing and learning from what is going on around us and what is being and what is being shared with us by by, by the experts in in the fields and it is the it, it is the product that that we have have been working towards being able to release to the public at some point and we finally found uh, that in the the middle fall of this year this would be our opportune time to take all of the guidance and all of the learnings that we've that, that we've experienced in the past seven months and apply it to what we do. Um, so this is, this had been seven months in the making. This was an idea that you knew it was going to come back. It was going to be different when it came back. Absolutely. I I, I think I think uh, the, the day that we closed our doors for the first time, we we knew that we were looking at something that was. That, that, that would had no short term fix. And then certainly as the summer months went by and we and we learned it would be the, the more likely longevity of of the pandemic and therefore the closure of businesses related to gathering people, we we knew we needed to be working towards a solution. Uh, we didn't know when it would be appropriate and we and we didn't know all the uh, all the components at that point, but we would we began to think through uh, what what it would take to be able to gather again and and start plotting out all all of the different people businesses and whatnot that we need to 
think differently and work differently and prepare differently for for their participation in the event. Yeah, so I, you know, this event was obviously hosted in our venue at Centennial Olympic Park. You you have you have a long history in your company. Rival has a long history of of promoting events and presenting events that have been at the park. Can you would were discuss you know the relationship that you have with us and also the reason to put an event like this in Centennial Park? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, dur- during the, the 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 early summer months, I had the the privilege of being on a working group with other facility operators across the state. And Frank Poe, your your executive director, was a was was one of the esteemed members of that of that committee that we where where we discussed how to reopen, what changes were needed for facilities to reopen and best practices, establishing, writing, creating the new best practices for operating in, in, this, in this COVID environment. Um, and it was, it was during many of those calls that, that I began to gain the confidence that, there, that, that, that we could see in the not too distant future that there could be a way to start to gather people together so long as we addressed the fundamental concerns of, of the virus and, and spreading it. Um, and so when the time came that, that, that we at Rival got comfortable with what that plan could look like, we were, we, we were privileged to be able to take that to Frank um, and, and to Kim and Joe on, uh, on the team as well, and to really talk through what our vision is and how we intended to, to, to execute that vision and all of the sacrifices that we were going to have to make in order to to, to make this a reality and 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 talk about what a realistic working relationship can be with with the park. Yeah, I you know you you talked earlier about this being, you know, you, as soon as doors closed, you knew changes were coming. When you got to actually planning Big Night Out and you got into the nitty gritty, were there were there challenges that you didn't expect um, that came up, or were you did you feel prepared once you got started doing it? You know, we 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 produced the event in a very short amount of time. The the the, the time frame from decision to do so to show night was was something like four and a half weeks. I want to say, <laughs> um, and so which not which is not normal, correct? Which which is not normal. This is yeah. we we did this in you know we, we would like six months to plan yeah. to plan an event of this of this caliber. Um, you know, we 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 had. We knew we had our list of priorities. We, we knew the health safety components of the event that were new to us and also critical to our success. Um, and so once, once we had partners and a knowledge base of how to do those components, the, the rest of it was, was really a practice of minimalization. Um, you know, we, it, it's the polar opposite thinking of most festivals. Um, you want you want sponsors, but you don't want engagement with the attendees. You, you you want energy, but you want it from the fewest number of people possible in 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 inside the park. Uh, you want to create this this robust and exciting live and in person experience, but you need to do it without individuals having contact with one another. Um, and so it's it's. It was a, it, once we had our heads wrapped around 
what we needed to do. It was really a matter of surrounding ourselves with a great team of people who could focus on those very unique executions of a live event. So let's move to the actual event itself. So it was three nights uh, this past weekend in downtown Atlanta. Um, to me, it looked like, you know, each night was a very different genre from the night before after it was that something that was on purpose that, that you did want to provide all kinds of different people an opportunity to, you know, finally get out of the house or. Yeah, sure. Sure. It was, you know, as fundamentally there, the, 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 their limited capacity and the reality of the, of the cost to produce a, a, a concert the right way uh, was that one night you couldn't, you couldn't even cover the cost. So we, we needed to be able to do multiple nights in order to amortize our costs against several shows. Um, then we had, you know, then we were faced with the, with the decision of what kind of a talent is, is ready to, to, to perform, uh, what kind of talent has an audience base that's ready to attend, um, and which artists out there could, could command the admittedly higher prices for concert tickets than they were than they than they needed to be charging just nine months ago yeah. um you know and so in doing so we recognize that there that, that, that a good that a significant part of our community is not ready to go to a public event um we've had the conversation many times internally of whether we would be our own customers um, and and we, we recognized that and did not fault don't fault anyone for that, but needed to for the for the purpose of serving our business and the and the motive of the event, we we needed to identify some 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 good artist options that have good followings that are localized so that we didn't have to rely on folks traveling in in order to be well attended. Um, and that, you know, the expectation was that they'd give it a shot once. They're probably not three-night customers or probably not too many of them. They would give it a shot once to take a look. We, we, were, we were very aware of that we were making many promises and commitments in the event's name. And thus far, no one has done that and actually lived up to it. Um, and we recognize that that it, it would be a hard decision for customers to to come to the shows. So we wanted to present three different musical experiences. We wanted to do it with a lot of Georgia talent on the bill, and um, we wanted to, to 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 offer a little something for everyone. And in doing so, learn a lot about who's who, what kind of a market might be ready for events, and what kind won't. What kind will stand through driving rain for five hours to get some good southern rock and roll yeah. um and 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 which are you know a little less likely to leave the house in the rain so it was we we, we learned a great deal from from doing that and yes our intention was to serve the music fans and 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 our artists the best by diversifying yeah um did you have you received any fan feedback yet have i know you've got surveys and stuff out i mean i i as i as i answer this question i'm always afraid i'm going to get blindsided but the answer is we, we've gotten incredible yeah. incredible response um we you know we have been since since the beginning an open book uh with regards to how we were going to do it 
how, how we were laying out the park, the rules that we were going to apply. Um, and then we opened the door to the local media to come in and see it and talk about it uh, with us. It's and throughout the process from 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 ideation through the execution, we've we've gotten nothing but really positive response that this is a noble effort and and it was a and it was a well executed plan in creating the safe environment that we promised to the customers. Yeah, the thing that struck me being there on the ground was that I think people were so excited to finally be at a live music event that they were willing to they kept their mask on, they stayed in their pod, they, you know, did they didn't eat in common areas. So it seemed to me that there's a willingness there, you know, to be safe but also still have a good time. Yeah, I think there's I think there's no question that our, you know, our the, the attendees were the biggest variable of all. We had control over almost everything else, but the attendees are, are, are making their own decisions. And our faith in humans was validated over this weekend. Uh, we, we believed all along that that if we told the right story and made sure we were consistent with letting people know what this is and what is expected of them as as participants that we could compel them to to follow the rules and and we had just such an incredible amount of buy-in from from everyone and excitement level to be there that you're you're right it was there there were there were few exceptions and um and 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 it really is because the audience was willing to 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 make that commitment and live up to the expectation that the event was a success and i know that i know that you mentioned this earlier but saturday you had a driving rainstorm and it looks like people still came had a great time hey we're, we're getting out of the house there's nothing going to stop us yeah it, takes, it definitely takes a special kind of music fans <laughs> or what the uh the future birds and the marcus king trio fans endured on saturday night it was also for a live event enthusiast it, it was one of those nights you're not not soon going to forget. yeah absolutely uh, it was you had you had to work hard and tolerate a lot to be out there to consume that music, um, but you know it's it, it 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 appealed to a couple more senses I suppose and 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 really made for a unique show and and they did they they powered through it and after a a brief delay and and what was a, a quite a threatening afternoon of, of storms um, we were we were fortunate to to see the the weather clear turn into nothing but rain and give, give us a chance to have one of those special nights. You know, I think one of, one of my favorite parts of the weekend and, and, and I've been to several, you know, live events out in the park and stuff in festivals. And I think one of the cool things to me was, I think just seeing the enjoyment on the actual artist face of, Hey, we're doing, we're doing what we're called to do. We're finally, you know, maybe there's hope. Um, so did, I, I'm sure you've heard the same from from your from the guys that performed this past week. No, no doubt. You know, I, I've I've categorized this in, into into three buckets. We we had we had the workers on the event, we had the artists on the event, and we had the the fans on the event. Mm-hmm. And without those, all three of those pieces had to be fully committed to what we were doing. Um, and they they all made sacrifices. They all worked harder than usual to do their part of it. Um, and on the customer side, they paid more. And on the worker side, they probably made a little less. Um, and everybody 
that was involved was willing to do that. Everyone involved was ready to pitch in. They understood their function in creating this monumental event and being amongst the first in the country to, to really put focus on, on safe and socially distance, distanced eventing with live performance. Um, and and I, I think we all came together in a really remarkable way. Yeah, I agree with that. So moving forward, the last thing I want to talk about is, is you know, we don't know what the future is going to look like. You know, I think, I think that's – we all can agree on that. But do you think that steps that you've learned through this, you know, for instance, the pod set up, you think that could be used moving forward, whether it be individual VIP sections or, you know, what it could look like? Do you think the things that we're learning now – we'll see more moving forward if we ever do get back to, you know, what we deem normal. Yeah. You know, one of, one of the, the, the most frequent comments is how everybody felt like a VIP. Yes. Um, you know, combine, you, you combine your, your private space with the delivery of your drinks and, and it, it everyone felt pretty great. And so I, I wouldn't be surprised even for the long term if some of the yeah. components of in-seat delivery and private private space allocation don't become sort of a normalcy in, in bigger festivals. But I, you know, I think it with with regards to to working within the pandemic, um, you know, we have an invaluable insight at this point, having done this for a weekend. Um, I think what we have created and how we are able to produce it um, is is applicable to live events, live concerts like we've just done. I think it's applicable to the conference and convention business where they're looking for something outside, looking for something unique. Um, we've, we've, we've discovered a way of doing it. Um, and so we're going to apply this these learnings to, to, to everything else that we know and what we learn every day as we get through the the, the, the winter season where we expect things to be a bit more challenging. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll come up with some new ways of applying it for the spring season outdoors. Um, I think it has, it lets us, it has taught us that it's possible. Yeah. And that we, you know, where, where we need to focus certain energies to, to, to improve. Um, and it has taught us that there's, you know, there's, there, there, there is a way. And and we will um, we'll we'll expect to be doing something of 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 this in in the spring and summer. Yeah. So that that's that was going to be my last question is kind of what's next for for your guys and for live entertainment. So you expect something you know hopefully in the spring and summer months to be able to come back up. You know, we've, if there's one lesson we've learned, it's not to not to assume that we can predict anything about the future, yeah. but. What, what we know is for live music to get started, it is a long, it, it's a long haul. We can't just flip the switch one day and everybody is touring and, and, and music yeah. is playing in all the venues nationwide. It is, it's going to be a slow roll to ramp up. And it's not until the pandemic is handled nationwide yeah. that the touring part of our industry can, can get back up and going. So call it a six month delay just just because of the intricacies of the of the industry uh on top of whenever it's safe from a vaccine perspective yeah um so yeah we we, we expect that it's you know we're, we're probably a calendar year away from normal 
at, at the very best. And, you know, we've, we've got a couple seasons before that that we'll need to, to continue to develop some, some, some ways of working around it. Well, Josh, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, really enjoyed your insight and, and our conversation. So thank you once again. You got it, Parker. Happy to be talking with you.